You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Ah, Link, finally, you wake. And welcome to Podcast PXN episode 191. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias. And I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, yeah, PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. Link, I need you. Link. That was really good. That was really good. I wouldn't know. I'm playing in Japanese. <laughs> and the president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. He is the Nintendo aficionado. Big week for us. An artist extraordinaire at Roro. Link, come find me. <laughs> Perfect. And thank you, thank you. One half of the Men and Gitch podcast. Battlefield bad boy, the Tarkov Teletubby himself, my lover, Gage Dempster. <laughs> Ooh, it's, a, it's certainly a good day for the rest of the gentlemen. Yeah, well, more on that later. Three of us are cool this week. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. Uh, let's just get it out of the way. Thank you to everyone watching us live <laughs> and participating in the chat. We know you're excited to hear us talk about whatever. Just as a reminder that we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. You can also find us streaming simultaneously on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. Some quick housekeeping for you. Today's a shorter show because Christian, that is me, has to go to the airport directly after. Flying home to see the rents. I hate when people say that. I don't know why I said it. But <laughs> I said it. So, instead, the topic of the show this week is The Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom, our little spoiler-free impressions early on, as well as a spoiler-ish, uh, if you consider it, discuss uh, discussion of the opening hours. So if you haven't played it, we'll give you time to, to bounce out, mute us, whatever. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Couple of quick bites for you. Today, finally, we got confirmation that a PlayStation Showcase has been confirmed for next Wednesday. May 24th, that is happening at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Let's give you a quick blurb here from the blog. The show will run a bit over an hour, focusing on PS5 and PSVR 2 games in development from top studios from around the world. Expect also a glimpse of several new creations from uh, PlayStation Studios, as well as spellbinding games from our third-party partners and indie creators. Should Should be a cool show. Predictions? We've already done them last week. If you want to check out our predictions, go ahead and check out Tots on last week's PXN episode 190. Oh, yeah. 190. What a world to live in. <laughs> Dude, right around the corner from 200. That's wild, huh? Very, very wild. I'm excited that it's over an hour long, the presentation. That excites me. Mm-hmm. And I reckon it won't be all of it, since uh, I know Sony is also a partner with uh, Jeff Keighley for uh, Summer Games Fest. So. Right. Yeah, um, before I uh, derailed our conversation there, um, that's kind of huge. Th- they took a whole year off, right? Everybody's, everybody's frothing at the mouth. And they, they could have totally done something not great, which is come back and be like, we're having a two and a half hour press conference. And everybody's just like, oh, an hour? You're, you're, coming, you're coming with an hour? It's going to be a tightly packed show? That's what I love. I love that. It's great. Yeah. Exactly what we need. Little to no breaks, all gas, show me the games. 
move on with our oh, day yeah. talk about it and you'll probably hear us except for me i won't be in town uh discuss it for tots maybe at some point it'll be in the news next week yeah cool Here's one from Amazon. Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings MMO for PC and consoles. So if you were bummed about that Gollum game, but want more Lord of the Rings games, well, I've got news for you. It's coming. I was really, 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 <laughs> really <laughs> anticipating that Gollum game. Oh, it's still it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Someday. Like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Here's a big one for Gage. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, moving on. I'm, I reckon we don't have li- we have little to say about Lord of the Rings. I have not seen a single Lord of the Rings movie. What? I have not seen a single Lord of the Rings. Allow Rings allow no, it. no. I will. Okay, I'm unallowing Christians allowing of it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, you're you fine, bro. You're not. They're some of the best movies ever made. You definitely need to watch them. Maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Big one for Gage, and Gage only. Gage is the only fan of this show on this podcast. Oh. Nobody else, apparently. Uh, the Expanse, a Telltale series. God, I want water. Launches July 27th on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, Series S, and PC. Some details, episode one will be day one, of course. Uh, however, episodes two through five will release every two weeks. So keep on pace if you're playing this game. The standard edition of this is 40. Deluxe edition. 45. 45. Well, Lotus rise up. Let's fucking go. Very exciting. I have a question about how you guys feel about the episode rollouts. I, I used to like this for like the Telltale games back in the day. And then Life is Strange True Colors, just like all the episodes were out and I was able to binge it. Do you guys have a preference? Like it coming week to week or it all coming at once? Is there a preference with these episodic type games for you guys? Because I, I like when it's all there. I really? can just like, yeah. I liked it yeah. back in the day, but after a while, I was like, I'm, especially for one of the Life is Strange games where I was like waiting for months for episodes. Obviously, this one's quicker, but I just like when it's yeah. all there. Yeah. If it's up in the air, I would definitely prefer to have it all there. But like, say, like when I think of episodic, to me, when I think of episodic games, I think of the original, uh, like The Walking Dead season one, which if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, they had a set schedule. They didn't end up delaying anything or like it was pretty much. I don't know if it was one episode a month or however, but it was it was pretty um, regular. I think I think my opinions on it have changed based on where I am at my life. Now that I work 40 hours of like intensive physical labor, I feel like I feel like the, I'm more open to the week, not not mm. weekly, but I'm more open to the episodic thing where it's something like, to look forward to something. Exactly. Something to look forward sense. to play like an hour, and a, like an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, however they however long they are and then you wait like like i said if it's a consistent schedule i don't want to i don't want to wait three months to figure out what happened that's kind of lame but if they can hit that consistent schedule i think i think i will very much enjoy the weekly or not weekly but episodic format fair i think i I agree with you gage uh the only thing i'll say is like it may depend on like a case-by-case basis to depending on what the game's pacing is like because like uh if you're to the point where you're like things are ramping up at the end of an episode or something and i'm like man i really want to play another episode but i can't because i gotta wait mm-hmm. two weeks yeah. but uh but you know it's i agree with you somewhat but at the same time like again thinking back to the walking dead season one like i remember some of the episodes ending like that and i remember just like 
it almost being a positive where mm. it was like, every, especially because I, I happened to be in high school when that was happening. So like we would all come back and everybody would be so charged up and be like, what's going to happen to Lee? Ah! So <laughs> I don't know. I, sometimes that can work in, in, in its benefit, I think. But more importantly, what's amazing is that not only are we getting an expanse narrative video game from one of the best narrative shows ever made, but it just so happens to be starring like one of the best characters of that show. And they actually got the actor from the show to reprise her role. This is great. I know I've said this a million times in the show. This is so good. This is such a great thing. I'm so happy. Well, Telltale could have. There's a million IP they could have chose. They chose the Expanse. This is awesome. Go ahead, Christian. Say whatever. Say whatever nonsense you're about to say. Part of my pants is expansing right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, Road, answer your question. I think we live in a day and age where the internet moves far too fast now, as compared to how it did when uh, the Telltale Walking Dead games were coming out. And you kind of run that risk of, you know, three months out, is anyone going to care when you have like some other bigger titles coming your yeah. way, uh, eating at that mind share? So you run that risk there and launching all at once. Um, I think game wise is, I don't know, kind of nice to like when True Colors came out, it was nice to be like, all right, I'm going to play this one chapter on this night. Maybe I need to split up in two nights, but like by the end of that week, I had gone through it. And it was nice to pace myself that way rather than just like spend, you know, I can play one chapter in one night and then have to wait two weeks. And then like I start to forget because things are constantly coming out now. Yeah. Can I can I can I uh, bounce a question off you, Christian? What do you want from me? <laughs> this is a setup. I'm, I'm trying to be genuine. <laughs> if so, do you think that there's also a chance, maybe not the maybe not equal chance, but do you not think that it also could work in your in that game's favor if each time they release an episode if it's getting really good reviews could that not prolong it's oh yeah absolutely it's, it's sort of it's time in the buzz, either way you know I mean? yeah, yeah i'm with you yeah absolutely i hope it goes that way for this i don't even i don't even i don't know necessarily think it'll go that way i think the game will be good and that's it but i was just thinking like oh yeah it could probably go either way like it could be I'm more curious to see what sure sorry i interrupted no no i'm done i'm curious to see what the engine looks like does it hold up yes you know what i mean yeah Hmm. Yep. Last quick bite out of left field this morning <laughs> via Dead by Daylight. Uh, Nicholas Cage coming at Dead by Daylight. Learn more on July 5th, the day after Independence Day in the States. This is fucking amazing because he's not even Nicholas Cage as some, like, the killer is just Nicholas Cage. That's, That's awesome, right? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like when they announced the name of the killer and like the, the Dead by Daylight, it's just Nicolas Cage. He's, <laughs> that's the killer. Good on him for doing this. Similar to the, I don't think we are on the show and I won't, I don't know TOS. I'm not going to say what the game is, but that game I told you about, Christian, that had that celebrity cameo where I was like, uh, oh, good, uh, good on, yeah. good on her. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, same with this. Like, he's like, yeah, I'll just be a killer and there's, Dude. there's no catch. I'm not, I'm not playing a character. It's just, I'm the killer. Like, that's cool. That, that trailer you made me watch after the show was inspiring, dude. Thank you for reminding me. That was good. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was good. Some debate was happening right before the show over on our Twitter DMs for this little, little title from Rockstar Games. Rebecca Valentine had a post, uh, an editorial here on IGN this morning. A little, little, uh, speculation here. Uh, today, Take-Two Interactive released a uh, kind of year-end uh, earnings report. Not year-end, just a ye yearly earnings report. Uh, and in it, they kind of speculated projections for uh, fiscal year 2025, which business-wise starts in April 2024. And they are having some huge financial uh, projections 
which is indicative of one thing when we think of Rockstar and them expecting this much money, cash inflow. Uh, it's the release of a new game, which in this case would obviously be Grand Theft Auto 6. So we could see this, presumably, coming out as soon as next year. Yeah, I think this combined with a couple of years ago, it might have been, la- been early last year or the year before, but they also they did something where it was not financial projections, but it's something to do with United States law where you have to sort of pre-submit the amount of money your company plans to spend, which is where which is what I originally based my 2024 prediction on is that Rockstar had put in that that they are planning to spend like 300 to 500 million dollars in advertising towards the end of 2023, oh, which in my mind, here. which in my mind goes, oh, if you're spending that much money towards the end of 2023 to adver- advertise something, I wonder if that's the thing that everybody's waiting for, which will come out next year. What is Dan? What, what, what is that? What is this doing? Is he, he having a, a Joker moment? I think he's cleaning something. I think he's cleaning his webcam. I think he spilled something on his webcam. So or spit. What is he oh, showing? A bug. It's, it's a, a bug. bug of some it's a sort. Bug. Uh, is yeah. that a cicada? <laughs> is that a chikaida? How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know, but I love to w- hate to see him go, but love to watch <laughs> him walk away. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm with you, dude. That, that's this is exciting. Dan is saying like, no, we don't. There's no way we don't see this until 2025. You know what? No. Dan has to be wrong about something for once in his life. <laughs> and I'm choosing this for him to be wrong about. Oh, you're choosing this? <laughs> yeah. Just this. Why not? <laughs> Along with everything else. Man. Dan, are you thinking 2025 still? Early 2025? I, I don't know. I, I could see them announcing it in 2024, like fall 2024, and then delaying it to like spring. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, who knows? It could come 2024. I'm not, I wasn't saying it wasn't coming 2024. I just think that, you know, a few. there's a, I, yeah. did I have a GTA six prediction? I did. Right. I think you, I, I, I think you did. I don't remember what it was, but I think it was like, maybe it gets revealed or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going yes. to look. Yeah. You can look. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this is what it is, but, or, or this might be more information than I gave last time. But for the record, I'm th- I'm thinking we're getting a reveal in 2023, and the game is coming out in 2024. I'm not thinking it's getting revealed next year. I'm thinking it's getting revealed this year. By the way, that was a massive spider on my wall, and that's why is that I what that was? was? Yeah, I freaked out because I saw it crawling down the wall, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" So sorry. No, I got really worried there for a second with how with how quickly you backed away. I was like, "Fuck!" Did he just douse water like over something really again? important? <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> uh gage via text last week said that at summer games fest grand theft auto 6 would make an official announcement and reveal summer's games fest or summer games nonsense meaning anytime i don't know you summer. misunderstood it uh the what we were asking for anyway so i i think i think if i remember correctly i was under the impression that summer games just meant anytime during the summer bring back e3 i'm sick of this i'm over <laughs> it never coming back Gone if Jeff Keighley comes in with like a rock star, like just trailer, that'd be huge. That's it. Yeah. Would it like I'm trying to Sony think does would it partner be Jeff with Keighley? Rockstar a lot? I was gonna or, say I, if this happens, I'm thinking it's Sony. I don't we think might, we, might, we might find out about this next week. That's kind of crazy. Next week. Here's the Dude, thing. I love this summer. I love early summer. This is the great, this is a good time. 
here's the thing though i i don't think that i don't think that 2k or rockstar would want to reveal it with playstation or xbox because they've now changed to a digital only format it doesn't create as much anticipation or hype it doesn't put the spotlight on them necessarily like at jeff Keeley's show there's a better chance of being in the spotlight but i feel like if they were to say like i want to go on xbox or playstation at that rate they could just have their own event and have way more hype behind it i feel like anyways i i don't know if that's true i i feel like they just need to have i feel like what matters is the trailer because no matter where it gets shown it'll get picked up like i i hear what you're saying and i think for certain franchises that's true but for grand theft auto that's like they they could do this at like devolver digital and it'll still be everywhere the next day it'll right. still be everywhere the next is grand theft auto 6 we've been waiting 10 years yeah. i don't think they'd do their own show i think it would be sony or, or jeff Keeley, yeah personally but i don't see it happening this summer if anything it'd be like a like a december uh game awards thing or like a a fall showcase type beat. Yeah, I guess it depends sure. on what kind of trailer they want to start with. Because when I think back, I think the original trailer for Red Dead was like what, just like an in-engine. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it was minute. a banging one too. It was just like, just a, like but the it, was, it was, yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was super quick, right? It was like a, what, like mm -hmm. a minute long, I think, and it had like maybe yeah. one line of voiceover. So if they want to do something similar, just to kind of announce a release window, I could see that easily. You could slip that in anywhere. You could slip that in at Jeff Show. You could slip that in at sony or even xbox they wouldn't so, do that but you can for, slip that in anywhere for slip context it in anywhere, folks for context yeah. gta 5 was first announced on october 25th 2011 they released its debut trailer one week <sighs> later with an official press release and acknowledging its setting so basically they just announced it out of nowhere i guess last time because i don't could know do that yeah, yeah. They, can they can do that i think they did that with with red dead 2 to be fair actually because i think i think i remember that i, I went onto twitter one day and rockstar had changed their logo from yellow to red and everybody was like losing their mind and then the next day it was like the banner like they did yeah, something like I that. that but i think it was like mm -hmm. in the middle of october it was it just was. completely like random yeah 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 also so yeah, i that's yeah crazy. Like, you totally could be right hmm. i love silly little marketing like that <laughs> i know Oh, man. Yeah. Let's move on over into news of the week. We got two items for you. The first is from Ubisoft. Uh, over 2,000 Ubisoft employees are working on Assassin's Creed games. There's currently six underway, and they're expected to uh, rise in uh, developers from 2,000 to 2,800. So that is a lot of freaking people working on these games. A lot. A whole village, a whole, you know what I mean? Oh my god! Hopefully, yeah. they're all working on uh, the quality of the game and not just making it the largest Ubisoft world known to man, which is what happens with every. It's the biggest Ubisoft world yet. It's like cool. It's all trees. <laughs> oh god! Or water. Or water, exactly. Yeah. Six of these games, dog. Six of them. It's ridiculous. Is that too and many? It might be. I mean, it depends on how different they are. Like, I don't know. Like, when they announced True. their whole plat, like Assassin's Creed platform, my initial reaction, of course, skepticism, especially with Ubisoft, anything to do with live service. But then it's like, if they have like, if this Assassin's Creed hex comes out right during the Salem Witch Trials, and it's like a different vibe, and it's like slower paced, and then the Japan one comes out, and it's super over the top Ghost of Tsushima action, if they can kind of differentiate those installments, I think this might work out well for them. But then again, the what we have evidence for is that it, you know that's 
if it goes by the past, then they'll probably just be the same games with different art styles or different settings, in which case that to me is probably too many games. So it depends on how they want to swing this. I'm hoping for the best, man. The Salem Witch Trials Assassin's Creed sounds like a really good premise. I'm I hope they don't squander that. Yeah. They're, they're also, they also released their uh, their games lineup for between 2023, April 2023 to March 2024. And they have another uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight games that they plan to release between that time. Plus the Assassin's Creed game that they're, that they're developing as well. So it's like, I guess and they wouldn't they just, use that. Ex- yeah, they just added X Defiant to that today as well. So that you can oh, add man. one more in there. Crazy. Yeah, interesting well, that Heartland's one of them there because I think Heartland started development before Division Resurgence. I don't even know what the Division Resurgence is, so it's kind of weird. It's 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 funny how they always have like three or four games that just seem to not have very good progression going along. They did a recent like Ubisoft presentation on Heartland. I don't know, don't remember any of the information that came out of it though. But I remember them like they. Show it off a little bit more on it, but it's weird that yeah. it's not here, right? Like, right? I watched it well, that... between this time. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's that actually adds to why I bring it up because I watched that because I am curious about Heartland, and it was one of those ones that you'd expect the the way that this gameplay overview was. You'd expect a re- you'd you'd expect a release date at the end of it, and it would be soon. Like that was the type of gameplay overview it was. It was very expansive. They showed a lot of gameplay, and then it just ended, and then <laughs> we didn't hear about it. And then now they've released this list, and Heartland's not on it. It's like what what yeah. what is going on with this game? The Division Resurgence, by the way, is a mobile game. So, <sighs> oh good, oh good. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I'm I'm optimistic for Mirage at least in the yeah. short term because the things they've talked about with that they've already said that or at, the leaks have said that the uh, the the map in general is significantly smaller than both Odyssey and Origins so that's already a win so yeah hell yeah don't forget though that's not the main title the one that the the main team I think is working on is the next open world RPG one right interesting yeah and um, sh- yeah okay. That's cr- I looked it up how many people finished Valhalla. 25%. Yeah, I can see that. Those games are massive. Odyssey, 24.6%. Damn. Anyway. We'll keep you posted on Assassin's Creed coverage on PXN. But until then, our next PXN News of the Week item is... Oh, Blizzard, what are you up to? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> yep, Blizzard Blizzard has scrapped Overwatch 2's planned co-op PvE hero mode, essentially making the game useless, pointless. You made Overwatch 1 worse. How do you, and then you charge people for it? What is going on? They they decided to just here I'm going to read you the full thing. Where's it at? Uh, in a developer live stream on Tuesday, Blizzard announced that to keep resources devoted to the live game, it has made decisions to cut hero missions. Uh, development on the PvE experience really hasn't made the progress that we would have hoped, executive producer Jared Neus said. The team has created a bunch of amazing content, so there's awesome missions that are really exciting. There's brand new enemies that are super fun to fight and some truly great and ridiculous hero talents. But unfortunately, the effort required to pull all that together into a Blizzard quality experience that we can ship to you is huge, and there really is no end in sight or defined kind of end date when we can put that out into the world. And so we're left with another difficult choice. Do we continue to pour all of that effort into PvE, hoping that we can land it at some point in the future? 
or do we stick with this set of values we've aligned on and focus the live game and focus on uh, servicing, serving all of you? What shitty practice to promise a story mode, essentially, like PvE type stuff, sell people this game, you know, have like, what is it? On the mini on the the character screen, like ability skill Country, tree stuff. Yep, yep, yeah. So, yep. so you can see what kind of stuff you can anticipate for, and then just just drop it all together, just for like small bite sized stuff in ro- seasonal content that you can just kind of you know jump in for like fifteen minutes, kind of co op that way and bounce out. That that's just absurd. This is sorry, go for it, Gage. It's so I know you want to jump in there too. Ron. No, it's sorry. go go go. go. <laughs> There's no end in sight for the single player component, but there is for the live service, which means it goes on forever. Am I? Uh... So here's the thing. When they announced Overwatch 2, people were like, why? It's a live service game. And they said, oh, oh, because we're making a single player component. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then we found out that, okay, well, along with Overwatch 2, we're also changing, we're, we're removing 6v6, we're bringing it back to 5v5. And people were like, eh, not too thrilled about that. But fine, because we're getting a single-player game, so I guess that makes the sequel worth it. And then they added loot boxes. And now they've cancelled the single-player element. So, like, does no one see the fucking bait-and-switch <laughs> that has happened? Like, we need to make a sequel in order to add this huge... Now, and also, I would implore people I would implore people to look, because it goes deeper than this. Developers have also, within the community, within the last three years, been saying, yeah, you know what, it's fully playable. We're testing it, we're playing it now, it's great, and, like, it's making... This this single player component was an integral part of this game up until it just is gone. Like it wasn't. This isn't one of those things where we were we were told about this three years ago and then never again. Like they've been updating people saying it's fully playable. It's this. It's X Y Z, and now they've gotten rid of it. So what do Overwatch players have to show for Overwatch Two? You've had you went from six v six to five v five, and now there's loot boxes. That's the difference between Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2. And I'm not even somebody who plays Overwatch. I don't oh. care at all. I have no dog in this fight. This is so incredibly unethical from a business <laughs> standpoint. This is so incredibly... Uh, Rashan, take it away. No, I, I, I also just wanted to say that they got rid of the loot boxes, but they added a battle pass instead. Right. So, yeah, right. I'm sorry. Yes, I meant to say... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah, right. I, I, I know what you meant, but just in case anybody out yep. there... But the, I appreciate you. The... The live service part that they're planning to continue is like it's skins and like like little meta changes, I guess, from now and then. Am I wrong to think that? No. It's like the only things that I've seen that are new are skins. The events yes. are always recycled oh, hold events. On. Hold on, all the time. Hold on. They have some a roadmap, the though. Some of the maps, instead of not, uh, daytime, they're now in nighttime. Oh, no, no, or vice yeah. versa. That's it looks slightly better. That's true, Shan. I should try pulling up the, the Overwatch uh, roadmap that they, that they have here to so I don't swallow my words. Like Maybe they do have a, a future well, in are, mind. They are bringing There's... back the PvE events, but those were the, they seem, the way that they're describing them is they're the same from the first one, where they're limited-time events right. that take place on the like, multiplayer maps that yes, already exist. I remember those. Yep. And those so were cool for getting. the time, but now they're after what they showed. It's like, why would I want that when you said that you're going to give me give me this? It's just, yeah, it's really upsetting to see because that was something that I was potentially looking forward to actually try and play Overwatch again because I have dropped it and for a long time. But me too. And yeah. then, and then to deflect today, you know what they did? They started they selling C, uh, uh, T-shirts in support of Pride Month What's to that? deflect. 
using the LGBT community to just like divert uh, attention. Yeah. Oh God, Lord. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? <laughs> what? <laughs> the the only new things that I'm seeing on this roadmap are Quest Watch, which I don't know what the hell that is. It says a new limited time event. And then Mischief and Magic, which, again, I don't know what the hell that is. But the other stuff is Summer Games, which they've done ever since since uh, Overwatch 2. I mean, Overwatch was a thing. And then a new support here, which is great. Always great to add more characters. But I, I feel like these things are like such thing, things that a smaller team could be dedicated to. And the majority of the team could be working on mm. the story content. Because I don't, I don't, again, I'm not a game developer, but this is how, like, Destiny, for example, there's a seasonal team and there's people who are working on the big expansions. Why can't that be work happening here at Blizzard? Blizzard, this mm. ginormous company that has so much money. I, I just don't understand how, why they would get rid of that and get rid of this uh, content. My biggest problem is, is like, you can't even play the original Overwatch if you want yeah. to experience that right. experience instead. Like, you know, you right. reference Destiny. You can still play Destiny 1 and experience mm -hmm. that if you really want to. I'm not sure if anyone would want to now. <laughs> you, have but, the, yeah. you have that option. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like the local pond. Swim at your own risk, right? Like, you, you have that option. Yes. You have that option. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Nightmare it is free, stuff. Though. It is it, like again. The biggest thing is that that's they True. use the single player to sell people on the idea of a sequel. Because when they announced it, we were all on the same page. This is a live service game that runs perfectly. Why do we need a sequel? So that's the part that I have the biggest issue with. They use this component to sell people on the sequel, and now they're just getting rid of it. So Don't they worry, were they'll just add, they'll they'll add an Overwatch three. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. they force you to upgrade. <laughs> right and that'll yeah, exactly dan exactly that'll be another 70 dollars eight maybe even 100 by then who knows we got to move on but first we're gonna make a quick quick stop at the fantasy draft check-in uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom has released last week uh more details on sales figures in in actual tots but for open critic we have confirmation that it is the highest rated game ever i made a joke couple of months ago either on air or on air or off air saying like oh, it'll, it'll be the best reviewed game ever lo and behold nailed it here we are current uh, currently it is at a 97 so for, for me some huge points i can't help but this smile. ridiculous amount of points <laughs> don't sell yourself short this is a ridiculous amount of points this is like a, oh i i got a small loan from my father to start a business kind of place <laughs> that you're getting like this is ridiculous Damn. i have been catapulted into second place with 45 <laughs> points <laughs> with only two games on the scoreboard let's get it baby i usually have nothing to, to say but just just to shit on nintendo and some of the times i feel like it's earned but let me just say that this game is incredibly impressive and i feel like from what i've seen as somebody who hasn't played the game from what i've just seen this looks like the numbers line up. This is an incredible achievement in, in technology. So kudos to them. This is absolutely nutty. Unfortunately, uh, my this riding high train is going to come to a halting crash very soon when bitch-ass Dan over here, Diablo 4, Halo Infinite <laughs> will eventually be 343s. Halo 3, June 6, Diablo 2023, Diablo 4. Gonna Diablo 4 is, is gonna... huge points. <laughs> big, big points. We're fucking cooked. I also skipped uh, Rose, the Lockhearts, June 2nd, gets Street Fighter mm. 6. You also oh, forgot my... Uh... Is there anything there that's even... Nope. Sons no. of the <laughs> Forest, that's still in early access. 
God no, Starfield. Do I have Starfield? Yeah. Florida Man Publishing? Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what my name was for there. I also forgot that I had Starfield. I would just assume that Daniel scooped it up. I probably bid forty dollars for Starfield though. <laughs> and it'll get a it'll get a whopping seventy eight on Metacritic. That was one of your picks. One of, I think that was your was that your first pick or second pick? I think that was your second pick. I think. Might have been. I was I was not in a good headspace then. I was like totally just trying to go for the jugular and be like, let me pick what I think are the safest picks without doing any research because Diablo 4 is a fucking great pick. We dropped the ball, guys. We dropped the ball <laughs> letting Dan win like this again. There's plenty of time. We should have known. Shut up. <laughs> uh let's move on over into what you got for me uh i'll just say right off the bat i've been playing one game that'll be in tots so i'm skipping myself dan uh actually pretty much the same is i was gonna say yeah. i think the three of you are all on the same page yeah do you want me just to say what game i've been playing and then we can get right into talks yeah <laughs> what loser game are you playing i don't even know i don't even know what am i playing what have I been playing? I don't know. <laughs> what have I been, I don't know. I been playing? I don't know. My, I'm not. So my, I can't even think right now. <laughs> I've been playing with my heart. You've been I playing guess. with the tears from not having a switch. That's true. I've I've been playing. I've been playing with my bank account, trying to see if I can swing the numbers to get a Nintendo Switch, and I cannot. If so. You, if you could Oops. switch up the numbers. Yeah. If, only, <laughs> if only I could switch these financials around. Is it time to get into tots? It's time to get into tots. Then he, da -da -da -da. visual watchers. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> My arm has been replaced with a Zonai something or other. What is this? It's been replaced with a Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> arm sleeve. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. Uh, tuts, tuts, Tears tuts, of the Kingdom. Tuts. We cannot do that. That is oh. a steal from another <laughs> show. That is that is uh copyrighted. I was just reading I was just reading Kirk's Kirk's message. I wasn't doing Thank anything you. related to anything that may or not be copyrighted. This is oh, definitely not find a cunny. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would never. Tears of the Kingdom, our spoiler-free thoughts, and later on, some of our early impressions. First, uh, today Nintendo announced that Tears of the Kingdom has sold 10, 10 million units in three days. It is the best-selling Zelda game, fastest-selling uh, Zelda game in the history of the series. Huge congratulations. Nintendo's killing it with each new game they're releasing on the Switch. Insane. Pokemon Scarlet mm -hmm. and Violet did similar numbers, I think, but I don't know which one is. I assume Pokemon's probably still faster, but Zelda selling this well is, I guess, not surprising, but still really amazing. It is nice to see. Did they each sell 10 million copies, or are you saying 10 million copies combined between Scarlet and... I think, I think Scarlet and Violet literally sold 10 million units in three days as well. I'm pretty like sure. each, though? The two separate oh, games, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good, good question. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's it's uh, easier to sell more copies when you're selling two versions. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was only I was only asking curiously because if it's ten million each, that's also yeah. insane. Still, ten million in three days is 
quite a feat. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Also, additionally, in an interview with uh, producer Ayanuma, uh, Game Informer uh, asked this question. And they were talking about Breath of the Wild here, uh, kind of the open world format. Uh, on that note, I think a lot of people share the viewpoint that Ocarina of Time was kind of the starting point for one era of Zelda, of Zelda game, sorry, laying the foundation for the several titles that came after it up until Breath of the Wild. Do you see BOTW as establishing the new blueprint or foundation of the next several Zelda games for years to come? To which Ayanuma says, with Ocarina of Time, I think it's correct to say that it did kind of create a format for a number of titles in the franchise that came after it. But in some ways, that was a little bit restricting for us. While we, were always, while we always aimed to give the players freedom of certain kinds, there were certain things that format didn't really afford in giving people freedom. Of course, the series continued to evolve after Ocarina of Time, but I think it's also fair to say, now that we've arrived at Breath of the Wild and the new type of more open play and freedom that it affords. Yeah, I think it's correct to say that it has created a new kind of format for the series to proceed from. So BOTW, TOTK, kind of the new era of Zelda games moving forward, this open world type freedom environment. With all that in mind, spoiler-free thoughts. I'm going to start with a Nintendo aficionado here, Roshan. Yes, uh, I am obviously loving it a lot so far. Um, and I, I, to go back to what the quote that you just said uh, with Ayanuma's response to the Game Informer question, I'm really excited about that, that this is going to be the, the sort of way that they go about the games in the future. I, I will always miss those 3D versions as well, but I, I would hope that they would remake those titles someday and we still can relive those experiences. But I think this is such a better format for Zelda. And what I love a lot about Tears of the Kingdom is the the openness and the freedom to do whatever the hell you want. And it just makes you feel so good. Like no matter what you're doing, whether it's puzzles or fighting, since there's so many countless ways to approach a situation, you just feel like this great sense of accomplishment, no matter what, because you're like, hell yeah, I did that. And I did it the way that I thought of doing it. No one else probably did it this way or very few people did. Um, But yeah, I spent like a very long amount of time in those opening hours, just, hanging out up there exploring as much as I could with the limited uh, tool set that I had. But even the limited tool set that I had, I was able to do a lot. And it was really fun to do that. And the story is really cool. I love the voice acting and the lore that's going into like all this Hyrule, the beginnings of Hyrule stuff that's going on. It's really cool. But uh, having a great time. I obviously won't go too deep. I have a list of stuff that I want to talk about, but it might be too spoilery. Too. Yeah. We'll get there. How about you, Daniel? I don't know. I don't know which Zelda games you played, by the way. I know you played Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you played any before that. I always forget. Yes. Uh, so famously, I or not famously, unfamously, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I've only played Ocarina of Time and Woo. and Breath of the Wild before this. And obviously, I love Breath of the Wild. Fantastic game. Uh, so going into Tears of the Kingdom, obviously high expectations and absolutely sure. delivers for sure. Uh, it's a sequel in every right, essentially. Like they expanded on literally everything from Breath of the Wild. Uh, all the new abilities are really cool, really cool as well. I love like what Rose said uh, in terms of like being able to approach things in different ways because that's totally true. Like I've seen people approach like 
shrines and like areas like uh, on Twitter with videos. And I'm like, wow, I, I did that completely different. Uh, or like I was telling you guys, like this one shrine, this isn't a spoiler for the shrine, but like this one shrine I went into, uh, I built this like massive like bridge type structure because I thought I had to get up to a certain area where something was <laughs> oh, happening. Yeah. And I built it all the way up there, climbed up there, and I was like, wait, there's nothing up here. <laughs> and then I realized that they were just giving you a hint, basically, of what you should be building to cross the pl platform. Well, then I was like, well, I just built this massive bridge. bridge. I'll just <laughs> use this. So, yeah, it's it's just really fun stuff like that where you're just like, all right, you can literally do whatever you want. It's so cool. Christian, what about you? Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, uh, right before Tears of the Kingdom came out, Kingdom came out. I was privately a little bit worried in terms of like how can this sequel deliver, and I was a little bit worried about how much or how little would change in Hyrule for it to be kind of established as a sequel. Um, and then when I got home and you know booted up from a fresh start, um, it like it establishes itself as such a separate entity from Breath of the Wild from the immediate jump. Like, it is, like, urgent how much it differentiates itself. And I can't help but think about Jacob Geller's video called Every Zelda is the Darkest Zelda, and there's a case to be made about how dark this one is because, like, the moodiness is so prevalent in so much of what you do. And respect to the, like, designers here, like, they really want you to take your time through the opening to really let that atmosphere kind of uh, like settle. And then once the, the actual game gets going and you're on the plateau, you know, version in Tears of the Kingdom, like when the opening area, it's like, wow, even this feels like completely refreshing and justified as a sequel in ways that I couldn't even imagine. And even I mean, without saying much, like going down to the surface and into Hyrule, immediately like there's still so much different and how much that world has changed that i am fascinated just uh, as much as i was in botw to to start exploring um i have found myself loving this game way more than breath of the wild with only being in about 10 ish hours and it's all i've been thinking about for the past couple of days it's it legit is that fucking cool yeah absolutely it's been it's been a while since uh and it happens when like I think Red Dead Redemption 2 was the last one for me, but it's been a while mm. where I'm at work and I'm thinking about a game and I can't wait to go back and play that game. I think about, oh, I, I can't wait to explore that part of the map. I can't wait to do this and this and this. I'm thinking about that when I'm not playing it. And it's been a while since I've had that experience and Zelda is definitely giving me that, give me that, uh, that feeling again. Yeah, for me, and I mentioned this in the chat, for me it was Elden Ring. Like right. this, game, yeah. this game has its claws in me. And there's actually a lot of comparisons I have to Elden Ring uh, in this game. And I mean, I think I made a joke, joke even on Twitter, calling this family-friendly version of Elden Ring, and, the, and I'll make those comparisons later. Yeah. Gage, quick question for you, because I want to include you in conversation. <laughs> Why don't you want to play this game, man? Um, because uh, I don't want to pay into. I don't have a Switch. <laughs> That's whose fault is that? I'd love to whose play. Whose fault this is game? that? That's Nintendo's fault for being a greedy company that's super unethical, <laughs> and everybody just gives them a pass. I don't. I know nobody wants to say it now because we're we're all hyped on on uh, on Tears of the Kingdom. But if I if I were to rewind this to like any time in the past six to eighteen months, if I were to pick a random day, it's probably a bad news cycle day for Nintendo because they are super unethical. 
but they happen to have really talented teams. This game looks incredible, mm. and I want to play it so bad. And I might find a way to play it, possibly. We'll, find, <laughs> we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens. But I am definitely on the outside of the fence looking in, clawing. Man, you should have bought my you... my old switch that I just sold. I should have been I should have been offered. <laughs> I, I do have something to say that could appease you. You should do what one of my friends did, which is buy the software legally from Nintendo. They have they own the cartridge, but they're not playing it on the switch. They're playing it on PC. If you catch my drift. I really like that idea, actually. And I just, I've never gotten into that sphere yet, so I would want to figure out how to do that without um, turning sure. my computer into... <laughs> you don't want malware. Sphere. Exactly. So um, that is, that's, that's a good compromise, and that's usually what I would do anyways. Um, and then I would probably just buy it physically, hang on to it, and then when I'm done with it, just be like, here you go, sell it, just resell it, right? So, yeah, that's a good idea. Keep that in mind. In the meantime, I'll just keep crying. I'm going to bring up some of <laughs> that makes me sad. I'm going to bring up some of my extra points here uh, that I just had written down and see if Rose is similar in any regard. Uh, of course, all the discussions I've seen online have been focused on the wacky contraptions, rightfully so. I have plenty of videos uh, saved on my Switch of me just making some absurd stuff to solve various side activities, Korok seeds, etc., etc. Validity, there's fun to it. I agree. Y'all motherfuckers are overlooking the most interesting things that I have found really resonant in Tears of the Kingdom. I've already mentioned Moody Atmosphere, but I have specific examples that I'm going to wait into the, for the spoiler section. Uh, but I also want to mention that the main inside quests, the way these are built around specifically societal and ecological restoration is extremely cool. There's also a lot of comparisons being made to Death Stranding in this game, and I 100% get those as well. It's probably why this game is really vibing with me. Um, there's a degree of funneling. There's linear funneling in the actual game, akin to Elden Ring, where like you have these kind of set-piece areas that you're funneled into, built inside the open world, which is fucking awesome. And then you have a, a degree of... And here's another Elden Ring com uh, comparison as well. A lot of these quests are kind of ambiguous in nature. Some of them will give you pings on your map. Others will not. You'll talk to an NPC that has like a side quest marker and they'll mention some specific places that like are areas of interest, but everything is up to you to find and discern that on the map, what direction you're supposed to be going to and then what to do once you actually get there. So it, all of the exploration is curiosity and landmark driven, which is again, another nod to, I think, again, Breath of the Wild even, but you know, specifically more recently is Elden Ring and yeah. These kinds of notes is why uh, I have been extremely vibing with Tears of the Kingdom. Don't know how Dan or Ro feel. Yeah, to jump off of what you were saying with the exploration thing and it being ambiguous, and them, there's like a couple of people who I would talk to, and they would start a, a mission. It's like, okay, go to the southeast corner of this region. And it's like, okay, and then I look at the the mission, like I click on it, and it's like the ping on the map is where I am. Like this is the NPC you talk to. I'm not telling you where. I mean, I am telling you where, but I'm not telling you the exact location. You go find it. And on the way to go find it, you're going to find so many different things on that way that will distract you from that mission. And it's. I wrote down like a, a, a literal thing that happened to me. Uh, I found a sky tower, which is the like the, the Assassin's Creed towers in the game to like open up them. But they're so much better than that. There's, yeah, I don't skip the, the, the thing. I just let it play through every every time. It's so cool. 
Um, but I, I shot up in the air, so I'm scanning the map, getting the thing. And then when I'm up there, I see something that I want to explore. So I ping it on my map, and I pull up my thing, and I'm uh, my paraglider, and I'm flying off there. But as I'm going there, I see a dragon, which is there, not a spoiler, there in the first game as well. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to hop on this, grab a scale, and keep going afterwards. And as I hop on it, the dragon starts going like nosedive down. I was like, where are you going? Dragons don't usually do this. And then it took me somewhere else. And where it took me, there was like uh, the Yiga clan, which is also in the first game. I beat them mm-hmm. up. And after I beat them up, there was like a, uh, a note left by one of the Yiga clan members. And they're like, okay, go to this place because there's something over there that's really troubling the Yiga clan. So I'm reading this like, holy crap, I could go explore that. And there's so many things that happened. It's like, I'm going to go there. But before I go there, all these things happen, and I haven't even done the one thing that I set my mind to go do, and now I have all these other missions and adventures that have happened in that span of time. It's just, it's incredible. I just, so many different, it's just awesome. I, I, I'm I just losing my mind right now. <laughs> I love hearing that. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you brought up Red Dead Redemption 2, and um, that was actually back when you and I were working together, and I remember us swapping stories, and you'd, tell, you'd be telling me these situations where I'm like, I haven't even come across that yet. Like I'm like even just you talking now, it's like I can I can picture in my head on my way to a to a um a waypoint, and there's some person on the side of the road asking for help. And then you do that, and then you dr- I I would trot them to where they needed to go, and end up finding this like um yeah. this uh this weird like uh sawmill camp that like there was a whole other like side quest where you talk to some guy and he needs lumber. And then I went to go. And I realized it's been like an hour and a half, and I haven't done the thing that I meant to yeah. set out to do. Exactly. So that's awesome so. to hear. That's like that's the type of like sort of natural um i don't know what you'd call it just like side quest inclusion diversion whatever you want to call it like that's that's awesome yeah i even left even in my story i left out a part of it but yeah there was there was even more things that happened that i didn't even even say i just have you have you still to this day done what you meant to do no i haven't (laughs) no (laughs) i still haven't done it yet it's still marked on my map i haven't gone there yet yeah Danielson. Yes. Uh, my stories are nowhere near as cool as your guys's because I feel like I'm way behind you guys because of uh, how I'm playing this game, which is uh, probably the wrong way to play no, this there's game. No wrong hey, way. There is no wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Uh, well, I'll say something later. Okay. Uh, yeah, l- I literally, the opening section of the game, it took me like four or five hours to get through that whole section because I just was looking everywhere, checking every little cranny, nook and cranny, and I was like, man, this is so expansive. And then finally, I, I made it down to Hyrule, and they have these little uh, shops set up, as you guys know, uh, where they have um, pieces and parts that you can put together vehicles and whatever. Oh, yeah. So I the first one of those things I spent probably like two hours just playing around with the pieces just trying to make different contraptions and I know it was a waste of time and I got those little I forget what they're called the little ball things that have like the different components inside of a device yes yes uh so like I had different pieces of those that I was playing with trying to make like these cool vehicles and then I realized that I I was also uh kind of bottlenecked at that point because I haven't unlocked all the other you know uh devices to yeah to Uh make like the really cool stuff so then I was like all right I just wasted two hours (laughs) of my time building a bunch of random vehicles well was it not fun along the way it was yeah while you were tinkering yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it, it literally like it it 
harping back to my time playing Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which that game doesn't give it, get enough credit for that vehicle system. That was so cool. Very ahead of his time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had. Saw, s- I saw s- oh, good. I was just gonna say I, I had so much fun with that as a kid. Like you could literally make like airplanes and helicopters, and literally like I loved just building a vehicle that could do it all. Like a, a airplane that could also hover, that could also land in water. Like I just love that kind of stuff. I just mm, I obsess over yeah. it. Player freedom is fun. Yeah. Um, I want to mention real quickly uh, what I mentioned earlier: the like linear funneling. Um, and how Ro and I said there is no wrong way to play this game, which I agree with. However, if you are someone who looks for more guidance, I think this game does a really smart thing of like the first area it tells you to go to, like it points you in a direction. And so when you go there and there's specific people to talk to, they mention places that you should go to first. And if you do that and then come back to them, they're like, okay, you've done this. Let's see what places are left for you. Okay, the one closest from here is this place. So there's a degree of guidance that this game is giving you that if like you don't feel like being completely lost just talk to people and they will point you to where you need to go which i've you know is just awesome in terms of like a different way to play um we're gonna jump into the beginning area a little bit as much as we can before i have to dip i want to say though that i've cried three times playing this game uh once is the opening uh during the title sequence i before bed since this game has come out i have a video saved on youtube um and I watched the title, the title card every single night before bed. Uh, it, it got to me that hard. The second time was the first uh, Skyview Tower that you do was like such a cathartic moment for me that I was not expecting this game. Like this is like Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. Price upon a time. I'm just saying stuff means nothing. But to me, that is like, fuck, this is like what I want out of stuff to have like some deeper societal connection. It's like saying something. Um and the third, I'm not going to say what it was because it, it is a spoiler, but I will say that Nintendo tweeted something a couple days ago right before launch and people were like, that's a spoiler. It was very weird for them to say like, hey, this is coming back. So you can kind of guess what I'm getting at. Uh, I did one of those things and is it Gandalf? Doing, the th- doing the thing, no, <laughs> Gandalf, doing the thing was cool. Getting to the thing was even cooler and it took me two and a half nights of doing that and it was like when that happened and when i saw the stuff and when i was doing the thing hard for me to say specifics i (laughs) couldn't help but like have a cathartic laugh on my couch granted i've been having gummies every night whatever (laughs) but like yeah it was like such a like fuck games can be like this and it was fucking refreshing dude it was so cool I, I, I just I think say I know, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think I know which uh, thing Christian did. I haven't. I think, but yeah, there's so good. Getting to the getting to the thing is almost as fun as actually doing the thing, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't done the thing yet. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. The thing. The thing. Yeah. They're talking about sex, by the way. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I guess that'll work. I guess it's true. We're talking about. Mm. Anyway, Uh, I have some notes here that uh, on the beginning, again, the moody atmosphere was it was the music in this game is on another level. Like when you're going down the steps into like the the deeps of underneath Hyrule Castle when the game starts, like the the way that like crescendos and starts to build on it on itself is is awesome. 
of course, when you're like in the actual Sky Isles, it's it's gorgeous, it's beautiful. Uh, real quick, the introduction of heights and diving into pools, I thought was just like just sweet. The way that's like you progress through that. Um, yeah, man, I can go on and on, but like just the opening section for it to be like as extensive as it was, like was such a surprise. I was expecting it to be like, all right, you like do this little quick little opening. And then you're like, boom, you're back in Hyrule and you, you just like go. But like, no, they really like want you to take your time and kind of breathe in the like. How different this game is. And it's awesome. Also, I don't know how you guys feel. It's a bit harder than I remember Breath of the Wild being like, I really have to be on my game. I really have to engage with the systems of like fusing weapons together with different materials for me to even compete with some of these folks that I'm fighting. I've been getting one shotted a lot. Does this game have difficulty settings, or is it just one? one just like the one. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely finding more difficulty. Like, I'm upgrading my hearts, and I was like, I could take this guy down. And he hits me once, like, that's almost all my hearts <laughs> gone. Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck? Yeah, you got to be on your toes for sure, dodging and parrying and stuff. Also, however, I find that the archaic tunic is too cool for me to take off. So I'm mm. I'm still I'm still using level one gear because I think it looks too cool. Looks like cool. I have to look cool, yeah. But like <laughs> the thing is, like if I will change depending on if if the environment necessitates it, I'll change yeah. then. But otherwise, I'm just like roaming around with level one gear. It's like wow, Link, the more fucked up Link lo looks, the cooler he is to me. Yeah, Spider-Man uh, logic. <laughs> Explain this. When Spider-Man suits all messed up, he's cooler. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He's got the torn chest or whatever. That's like the classic oh, yeah. Spider-Man battle damage look. Yeah. Yep. Yep. One the end of it. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man One. I had that action figure when he's all beat up. Yeah. Doesn't that happen in Insomniac Spider-Man at one point? I don't know if you can choose that suit afterwards, but doesn't it? Isn't there a set yes. piece or something where he's got yeah? Which There's again, suit when I think I, when I I think yeah. of that scene in my head, I'm like, yeah, he looks fucking badass. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. God, Link, you must find me. I'm trying to. Oh, I have two critiques that I want to mention real quick. Uh, one is the frame rate. I think when you have a lot of stuff going on, uh, when you're specifically like not Doing fusing, anything. what is the uh, ultra handing stuff? Uh, you'll, I'll get some several frame rate dips, and it's like, uh, okay, maybe some new hardware would be nice, at least just for performance, mm -hmm. but like, whatever. It, it's not that distracting, not all the time. Uh, and the other is just like tools in general. Like there is a degree that I miss of like the way the games used to be of like you do like this big thing and it gives you another item. And now you have, ex you know, almost Metroidvania like where you can now explore using the new items. Like to me, like the physicality of getting iron boots means so much as opposed to like my iPad has powers on it, you know, like on that level, like I kind of miss the old guard. But whatever, the, the new abilities are, for me, like, s far cooler than, uh, like, the bomb and magnet from Breath of the Wild. Like, I, I find that even just using Ascend on its own is, like, far more engaging in this world than anything that Breath of the Wild did with its, its powers. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. And the, the thing that you mentioned earlier even adds, when you complete those things, adds a, another thing. To your, to your ability stuff that uh, is kind of similar to the, the older. Oh, yeah. okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I agree as well. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't mm -hmm. really touch on the other abilities other than Ultra Hand, but yeah, you're 
you're right, Christian. There, there's a lot of a lot of variety and cool stuff you can do with the new abilities for sure. So I have a question for you guys. All three of you have been playing this game, and you all seem to be unanimously kind of on the same page that this is an incredible achievement. Does this not? Because we talked about this before this game came out, where I was being skeptical of the hardware. Now, because they release a game like this on this hardware, and it's absolutely incredible, to you guys, does that say that Nintendo doesn't need to? Or does it not just make you think even more that if this game was something that was released on Xbox Series X, PS5, PC, what could this be? Because it's already, as of right now, the greatest game of all time by, by like actual metrics that we can look at all right so to you does this kind of say like okay cool nintendo just keep doing what you're doing or does this say man if nintendo would just kind of really either a open up their software to other platforms or b kind of be more competitive with their hardware offerings this could really be something even more like how do you guys feel about that does this you know what i'm trying to say i'm trying wording that super poorly but get it yeah i get it um Personally, I when playing this game, I don't really imagine what it could be. Like if it was on something else, I just it's like it's already a ten out of ten. So imagining it being even better is kind of hard for me to imagine because it's already as good as I have imagined it to be. Uh, I I think that I think both can be true though. I could I could want Nintendo to be a little bit more competitive in the future, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel playing this game that there's anything lacking that i i personally need technology wise i don't even yeah. with the frame dips and, and all that stuff personally still... i haven't run into anything besides one situation but i i i would not come argue with anybody that is experiencing those issues it's definitely definitely something that nintendo was run into but i don't know if it, if it ran better yeah it would be it would be great i don't know i that's a yeah. good question but i yeah and to to back you up on that row, I've been playing exclusively handheld, as I'm sure you have been. Yeah. And yeah, I, I told Gage this the other day. I'm like, there's a reason why I'm playing this handheld only. And it's not only because of the form factor. I like it in terms of this game and gameplay style. But also, I literally just said a, a week or two ago about Redfall, I will never play a 30 frames per second game again. Well, <laughs> I don't really mean that because like playing on the handheld, you don't feel that, you know, that slowness or that. I don't know. There's there's a different type of feeling when you're playing on handheld as opposed to in front of a a TV on your couch. And I feel like this game fits perfectly with that experience. Not to say people that are playing on the TV aren't enjoying it, but like, right, it just fits what I love about it. I actually, I actually agree with you on that. Like, I feel like there's, I think it's like a subjective, you almost have a different set of expectations, right? Like when you're playing something mobile, like I, I jumped in and tried Diablo Immortal just to see what that was like after you got me on the Diablo 4 kick. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was playing that on my phone on 30 frames and it wasn't bothering me, even though if I was playing something on a 4K TV from a name brand console, I would be like, this is not. So I, I totally get that, right? It does that is sort of like a, a handheld does kind of get a pass, even from somebody like me, where it's like you just have a different set of expectations. And for me... Sorry, I'm like trying to get my stuff ready. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I'm playing it on dock. Uh, so I probably run into more frame rate issues than you guys do on handheld. But even still, like, 
the it, it's very minor inconveniences at at worst. Like I've never felt like the experience is, is subtracted because of the hardware. Uh, again, like the art style itself does so much heavy lifting for my enjoyment of the game, the way it's playing, the way that I have like no issues with all a, a bunch of these systems in place working together and still like very minor and not that frequent frame rate dips is like, you know, I called it a critique. Like it would be nice to have like stable, like maybe a bit more stability in the frame rate, but I've never once really thought like, oh man, what could this look like with 60 frames, 4K? Like that's not really the thing that I'm, is even really necessary for this kind of experience for me to like want something like that. So mm-hmm. Ro, I think Ro is like, it could be both. You can be perfectly fine with this experience, but also want it just to be, a, a, you know, what could it look like on new hardware? Like, I think both are extremely valid. Right. Cool game, though. <laughs> Pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neat. I will say, like, though, it, it looks like this team just has like that. That's and that's that was the main point of what I was making. It's like it looks like the talent is like. It looks like it looks like there's a roof established by the talent at Nintendo where it's like they can only do what they can put onto the Switch where it's like this this if this is what they're able to do on the Switch I would love to see what this team could do you know what I mean like that that's sure. kind of like the, what I'm looking at it where it's like man the clips I'm seeing like I almost still don't believe that this actually and the, the, the fact that you guys are sitting here saying that you don't have frame rate issues from the clips that I see on Twitter I'm like how does this game even exist this is so incredibly impressive I will say for the lads here who play handheld, um, I bought uh, a spare AC adapter. I'm going home to visit my parents. So I packed this, the AC adapter and my dock and a spare HDMI cable. So I'm, I'm playing this thing dock when I go back home. I'm not playing a handheld. Sorry. I want that pro controller and I want a TV. Let me vibe. No, that's the I, right way to do it. These guys I, played the, I played the opening hours docked, but then after I was like, okay, I'm in. Then I then I undocked sure. it, but yeah. I, wow. No, no. Shane, can I ask you something? Are you still are you still rocking the same switch that you bought? Yeah. Well, I am using my launch switch. Yeah, for this one. That makes me so angry. That makes me yeah. so incredibly angry. <laughs> In handheld, do you have any issues with like drift or anything like that? Joy-Con drift, I do have problems with. Yes. Oh, okay. I need to get my left Joy-Con fixed for sure. I yeah. just think back to the, the switch, left one. to the switch that I had that had like a total of 150 hours used <laughs> in the system, and I had to fucking switch it in five times before switch I decided to sell it. God. I really just got <laughs> awful luck. Yeah, I want to say real quick too. Um, there's a certain side quest early on. I won't say what it is, but they direct you a bit south from this area that they want you to go when you first land on the surface. When you do that, and you go, you go to where it wants you to go. <laughs> I, I, it's so cool. You're being so it's big so that I don't cool. even know. I don't know if I'm not sure if you just did, directly if I did it south, just directly south. I don't. With I feel the, like I would know what you're talking with about. With the gloom, with the gloom. Oh, okay. Maybe I. Maybe I would need more. I need. I need more to know. Maybe after you could tell me. Kurik uh, wants to know if it's an official AC adapter, Christian. Apparently, third-party ones can cause the system to brick. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a third-party one, but uh, oh. uh, whatever. Okay. I, there's a target right in. There's a target everywhere. 
Okay. I'll go pick up it. Thank you. You're you're so right. I probably should have. You go pick up a new switch if yours bricks. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Oh, you know, I'm not even gonna risk it. No, no, sorry. I mean, I'm gonna go to the Target and probably buy a new one then, if that's the case. AC, like oh, a new, okay. uh, an official, <laughs> an official do- uh, AC adapter. Yeah. Right. All right. I have to dip. That's gonna do it for this show. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your pods. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, me. Thank you, Gage. That is Daniel. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Gaming. See you. Gaming. Gamers rise up. (laughs) Play in Japanese. Or don't. Matt Mercer as Ganondorf is enough for me. He's killing it.